welcome to the Let's Get Uncomfy podcast. I'm your host, Annie, Air Force officer turned serial entrepreneur, author, CEO, fitness expert, and personal growth junkie. Honestly, though, guys, I'm just like you. I choose every single day to get uncomfy in pursuit of what others consider unlikely. And that's exactly how I built a life I am freaking obsessed with. And I want you to know that you're capable of the same. Here in this fam, yes, you're officially a part of the fam. We choose every day to quit our excuses, ditch the negativity, and embrace our best lives. Literally nothing is off the table when it comes to the conversations we're going to have together. We'll chat fitness, mental health, relationships, personal growth, business, and I'm certain we're going to laugh together. But please don't hold it against me if we cry together too. I know you'll leave this episode with the confidence and excitement to grow from your mistakes, pursue your passions, and ultimately own your life. Now let's get on with it. It's time to get uncomfy. I have been thinking and really reflecting on this episode because I I wanted it to be special and I wanted it to mean something. And, you know, with the start of a new year, it's very typical to, you know, look back and look back in our past. And as I'm trying to not do that as much because I recognize that the past version of me is not who I want to bring forward into the future, even if the past version of me was successful and mindful and passionate and all the great things, I'm constantly evolving. And so I don't want to continue to have my mind on the past. However, I also recognize the fact that, you know, I've gone through things and I think that my experience could even potentially speak to somebody out there, could inspire or help somebody see their future as a little bit different. Obviously, the whole intent on this podcast is to do that and help have that change of perspective, that mindset change, that, you know, level up thinking. And so what I wanted to do today, obviously, you guys can tell based off of the uh, the title is I wanted to write a little note almost to my 16 year old self. And the reason why I wanted to do that is because I was thinking back and I was like, okay, I've been through a lot of stuff and, and even just 2020, but like the last five years specifically have been wild for me. And so I wanted to, this started off as just a journal prompt. Honestly, I journal every single day. It's just something that helps me flow my thoughts, uh, get things out onto paper and, you know, out of my head. And one of the journal prompts I was following was, you know, what are some things you would tell your 16 year old self? And I just started writing and I decided, you know what, I want to make this an episode on the podcast because I wanted to share these things with you. And, you know, maybe you guys can relate. Um, maybe I'm going to say something today and you're like, shoot, that's a lesson for, you know, the 36-year-old the version of myself, which might be you today. And that's okay, right? We're all learning different things at different times, at different paces, rates, and going through different shenanigans. And so if my experiences can help you in any sort of way. And that's why we're here, right? That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. So today I have 10 things I would tell my 16 year old self. And I'm going to kind of have this episode be a little bit kind of like a journal entry, a tap into my mind. And I'm going to explain kind of like where I was at the age of 16, what was going on while kind of speaking on each of these 10 points that I have here today. So I'm just going to hit the ground running on this one. The first thing I would tell 16 year old Annie is not everybody is going to like you and that's okay. Do not change yourself for them. When I was 16, so let's take myself back here. That would be like my first, second, third. I graduated high school at 17. So 16, my 
my junior year of high school. Okay. A lot of what my my life revolved around back then was seeking approval. And I've talked about this before. I was not the most confident. I might have looked outwardly like I was super confident and sure of myself. But in reality, I was constantly looking around to see, you know, how much approval I was getting from other people, how much acceptance, what judgment I was getting. You know, if somebody didn't like me, I found myself getting really good at figuring out why someone didn't like me and changing that about myself. Right. So I would like. I would change things around different groups of people. You know, I was somebody who I was in all the honors classes. I was doing really well in school. I was, you know, in all the AP stuff. Like I was, I was smart. So I was hanging out with smart kids, the smart people, right? If you will. And, and, you know, they appreciated different things about me than let's say the people who weren't in my classes, people who kind of got me into bad things, people who influenced me in some negative ways, you know, and, and it's not to blame them, but it's just two different groups of people. And I found myself changing a lot about myself based off of who I was spending time with. And when I look back, it makes me so sad because that tendency carried forward it past the age of 16 and into my 20s. And I think a lot of us struggle with that. A lot of us struggle with wanting other people to like us. But guys, why? Like, why? What does that get you? nothing. I know we're all human beings searching for connection. And, and at the end of the day, that's really what we're all after love and connection. And when we don't get that from somebody, we tend to chase it a little bit. Right. And what I've realized, you know, now at the age of 25 is that if somebody doesn't like me, that's actually an amazing blessing because that gives me the freedom to say, you know, hey, I release you, you know, like, hey, I understand that, you know, we're not each other's people. And that's okay. I've been really on this mindset of just letting the people and the things that are not meant for me fall away from me while I attract and and bring toward me the things that are meant for me, right? And so um, I struggled with that a lot growing up, just wanting everybody to like me, wanting to be that type of person for somebody else. And, you know, I would just tell six-year-old Annie that, you know, stop changing yourself. You know, if I were to have just learned how to be myself, I feel like I could learn how to love myself a lot quicker. And so that's just a little tidbit, I would say. Number two for me is that you learn more from failure than success. So fail often, try new things, and get into action. So I I think a lot of people can relate on this one. I was so fearful of failure. I think fear of failure comes from, you know, not wanting to disappoint people, not wanting to be wrong, right? We kind of have egos and we have pride that we want to protect. And I was an intense athlete, you know, so I did gymnastics growing up, you know, like four or five hour practices every single day at one point was considering going elite and going that route, ended up going the route to just get a college scholarship and and go to gymnastics in college at a D1 program. And, And so I... I, being in this sports mentality, you know, failure is such a bad thing, you know, to go in and like train, train, train and go into a meet and fall off the beam. Like I was so hard on myself. Right. And it's not that I I didn't quit. And I think that grit and that, that determination, that is one of my strong suits for sure. But I definitely was scared of failure in terms of like trying anything new. I did what I knew I was good at. And I steered away from things that I didn't know if I could be good at. Right. And that's the thing is you never learn what you're good at until you start and try. And anybody as a beginner is going to 
going to fail. You're not going to be great at it. I'm just being honest. Right. And so if I were to have like tried things and put myself out there, there were a lot of passions that I just didn't pursue in high school, going into college, just because I was truthfully, I was scared of failure, you know? So I, you guys know this about me. I love writing. And so one of the things is like, I wanted so bad to be on like the school newspaper or, you know, to work on the school. We had a little like broadcast that aired every single morning. And it's like this TV production club thing. Like I wanted to do that. Like I wanted to do so many other things, but I just didn't let myself, I didn't let myself start. I didn't let myself try because all I knew was that failure hurt and that failure was scary and failure um, didn't feel good, right? And so what I would tell myself is just that actually the failures teach me more than the successes, you know? And I've learned more about myself and how to improve and how to become a leader and an entrepreneur and a businesswoman and a friend and a, and a significant other. I've learned more on how to do all those things by failure than I have with success, you know? And so I would just tell myself is, don't be scared of failure, you know, do. And and the time to do is when you're young. I mean, I'm still young. So I get all the time to do, do, do. And, you know, if you're listening to this and you're 55, 60, however old you are, you know, I know my grandpa listens to this podcast. There's never a time to stop doing new things. And so anyway, I would just tell myself that and I would develop that mindset sooner rather than later. Okay, the third one, we're getting deep here. The third one is stop chasing boys. Don't pursue boys, let them pursue you. And this is something I've really learned recently, truthfully, is, and we did an episode on it, on feminine spirituality, on the divine femininity. Um, and I think this was something I really struggled. And and I think I want to edit this a little bit just to say, like, not just don't pursue boys, but like, don't chase people who wouldn't put in that energy to you, you know, stop putting energy into other people if they're not reciprocating that energy, you know, and just to give you guys a little bit of, uh, I don't know, a look into who I was at 16. You guys know that I sought approval. I, I talked about that in the very first point that I made today, but, um, but I definitely sought that with, with men and with, and honestly, men is a strong word, boys. They were, they were boys, <laughs> infants, right? At 16 just babies, you know? And so what I would tell my 16 year old self is like, stop putting so much time into finding a boy. Like a boy doesn't define your level of success. It doesn't define who you are. It doesn't define how good looking you are. It doesn't define your self-love or self-worth. You know, I was a little boy crazy. I remember, I mean, and of course, like at 16, I'm sure that I wasn't the only one, but it was definitely something I spent a lot of time putting myself into. And and I and I had a lot of hurt moments because of that. I'm just gonna be really honest. I I did get hurt a lot in high school, in relationships, in lack of relationships, um, in loss of relationships, in failed relationships and relationships I thought were going to last that didn't. And, and I think it's because I was so, I was so into chasing people that I didn't allow people to chase me. And the thing with the reason I bring up feminine spirituality is because, you know, that is what as women, that is what we are meant to do is let people come to us. Let the things that are meant for us 
gravitate toward us, right? And if you're um, if you're a guy listening to this, you know the opposite of that is masculine energy, and masculine energy, and and for all the women listening too, it's good to just know, you know, is pursuing things, is going after things, working hard, almost like putting things into place, right? And not to say that women can't do that, but if you're curious about this concept, go to the episode I did um, about feminine spirituality. And I think it was one of like the first 10 or 15 episodes that we did. But, you know, I'll link that episode in the show notes below. But anyway, that episode was really great. And it opened my eyes to just how I had been living my life, honestly. And this was a, you know, this was in 2020 that we did this episode. So it's something I'm just now really trying to figure out for myself. And I wish I could tell myself at 16 to be, you know, hey, let people chase you. You don't have to pursue everybody, right? There is something to be said about, you know, if somebody's putting energy and time into you, yes, reciprocating that, making them feel appreciated and supportive, uh, supported and loved and all that. Yes. However, um, I wish I would understand this concept concept sooner. And just to further this concept, um, the reason that this is, if you think about it, you know, and I, <laughs> um, this is, this is just me trying to explain the idea of like feminine and masculine energies. And so for those listening that might know about this topic a little bit more than me, I apologize if I'm not doing it justice. But um, the idea is think about this, you know, how do how does life get started? How do we create life as humans? Obviously, the answer is sex. And obviously, the answer is through a male inseminating a female, right? Okay, cool. So just think of the pure act of getting pregnant, what is the woman doing? The woman is laying there, right? Like receiving the sperm, receiving the life, you know, that is now going to be connected with the egg. And then it's, this is a whole science lesson now, but uh, essentially the feminine side of this is receiving is we don't need to do anything to create life, to um, have life within us, to produce amazing things. What is meant for us is to to receive those things, to attract those things, to literally be like a magnet to those things coming into our lives. And that's why the masculine energy is the do. You know, they're the ones excreting. Gosh, I don't like that word, but I'm going to say it anyway. Excreting sperm from their body to go into a, a woman. Right. So the masculine energy is the do, is the is the make happen is the hustle mode, right? Is the almost like force it to happen. No, no excuses. Let's get after this. Right. And so there are seasons of both feminine and masculine energies, but in relationships, I wish I would have understood this concept sooner and really just let the people that are meant to be in my life come into my life and let the people that aren't, you know, fall away. And so, um, Anyway, that was, wow, that was a lot deeper than I even thought that was going to be. But number four is almost kind of similar, but not. Number four is don't wait for someone to fall in love with you. Fall in love with yourself. The concept of self-love is something that I am still figuring out. Like if I'm being really honest, I, I fucking love myself. Yes, I really do. I have confidence. I believe in myself, but I do have bad days. And I do have days where I struggle um, with those emotions and feelings and, um, and all that sort of stuff. And so what I want to tell my 16-year-old self is, 
you know, someone else loving you doesn't create that love for yourself. And it's honestly, it's not going to change much if you don't have that self-love first. And that's something I have really been focusing on this year of my life is, is that the people in your life, they can't come and fix things for you, right? Like they can't come and make everything better just because they love you. And oh, it's, he's the perfect man. And he's so great. And he loves me so much. Okay. But if you don't love yourself, it's, it's not going to be right. And so, you know, this season of my life, I'm really focusing on doing what's right for me, loving myself, filling my cup, um, focusing inward so that I can then attract the right love for myself, right? So I think for a lot of my life, I've just been waiting, waiting, waiting. Oh my God, okay, the person's gonna come along. Someone's gonna be there. Like, you know, I have to wait for the right man, the, for the Prince Charming, and then he's gonna make everything better, right? How many times have we been told that story growing up? And whew, I just wanna tell 16-year-old Annie, girl, don't wait for the Prince Charming because he's not gonna fix anything and he's not even gonna be possible until you actually love yourself first. So that's a little, that, and that's on self-love, okay? All right, switching gears a little bit, number five is food is not to be feared. Fuel your body, stay active, love yourself. Diets are not gonna make you happy. Okay. And here's my little insight on this note is that guys, I've told you guys, I've struggled with eating disorders. I've struggled with disordered eating, which is there two different things, body dysmorphia. I've really struggled with all of that stuff. And growing up in gymnastics, you know, I remember being told by coaches that I was fat and that I had big legs and that I needed to lose some weight and, you know, then getting into college and, you know, and during the same thing, like I've struggled with my relationship with food and my relationship with my body and my relationship with health for as long as I can remember. I mean, I remember being like 12 and having this notebook actually where I I weighed myself every day. I wrote down the number and then I wrote down what I ate that day. I also at a point was measuring every single part of my body. And then if I ever went up weight, I would like cut what I ate down in half up until like there were days where I literally didn't eat anything. Like it's so toxic. It's so bad. I would stand in front of the mirror and cry. And I don't know if anybody listening can relate to that. And I had an episode on, um, actually it was like the second or third episode with Gabby Mail, And we talked about body image and disordered eating and eating disorders and all that sort of stuff. And I struggled with that for so long. So if I could just tell my 16 year old self, girl, you're beautiful. And food is not to be feared. Food is so good. It is an amazing part of life. It is an amazing part of connection and community and celebration. And, you know, it's not something to be overindulged on. And it's, you know, having the full cake while nobody's watching is not going to make you feel any happier. And not eating for three days straight is not going to make you feel any happier. Guys, I've been at a low weight for me when I was competing and I was in bodybuilding. I got down to like, I think, 103 pounds. And at that time in my life, my self-worth was so terrible. And so to understand, now looking back, it's crazy. I look back on pictures and I'm like, oh God, I kind of wish I looked like that. You know, like that that thought does cross my mind. I'm not going to lie. However, I also remember you know, similar to my 16 year old self, my 23 year old self would stand there looking in the mirror and be like, gosh, this little pocket of fat, this, I need to grow this. I need to work on this. This is terrible. This is terrible. I need to lose two more pounds before I'm stage red. All this stuff that I just picked myself apart. And 
even at my lowest weight ever, I, w- I still wasn't happy. You know what I mean? My mindset still wasn't great. And so I think that I just wish that I would understood that a little bit earlier. I'm still learning, guys. I still am. I'm on that journey. But that was something I struggled with for a really long time. Just a fear of food, a fear of weight gain, a, an obsessive diet uh, compulsion where I just was constantly on the next diet, the next diet, the next diet, then restricting and binging and uh, and starting all over and gaining weight and losing weight. And, and I just, oh, baby, it's definitely a large part of my life. And I just wish that I would have prioritized and put way more energy into self-love and and loving myself and telling myself that I'm so beautiful and I'm so perfect the way I am and being active and falling in love with exercise in the right way, not over-exercising, not exercising because you ate pizza last night, but truly falling in love with moving my body and falling in love with the sport that I was doing instead of doing it, you know, to look a certain way or whatever, you know? And so, yeah, that was something I really struggled with. And so that was definitely one that I want to tell my 16-year-old self. Okay. Oof. Okay, number six. Number six is your instincts are right. So this is something that's kind of a totally separate note that I've always been a very instinctual person, somebody with, you know, I have gut feelings, I have, you know, intuition, if you will. And I think I I never really trusted myself until maybe I was like 21, 22, 23 even. I didn't really trust myself. I constantly, you know, kind of like the first one I said, I constantly was seeking validation and approval and acceptance. And, you know, I was kind of looking left and right to be like, hey, is this something everybody else is doing? Or like, no, they're not. Okay, I guess I shouldn't do it either. That's weird then, you know? And I really struggled to see my uniqueness as a gift and my uniqueness as a beautiful thing. And instead of trusting my instinct and trusting my gut, I was trusting the opinions of others and I was trusting what everybody else was doing over, you know, over what, what really I knew in my core was right, you know, or would be a good decision. You know, I talk about this a little bit and of course, you know, I say all these things like, I I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done this. In reality, guys, I would not change my life at all up until this day. I li- I really wouldn't change anything about my past because everything happens for a reason and and my story is so beautiful and you know if one thing didn't happen then the next wouldn't have happened then wouldn't have led to something else and you know everything's so connected so I just want to say like you know little asterisk 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 is that I wouldn't change anything. However, looking back, you know one of the biggest things I think of is like I at the end of the day, I knew deep down in my gut that I did not want to be in the military. I did not want to be at the Air Force Academy. I did I did not want to do that. However, I was not confident enough. I was not strong enough in myself at the age of 16, 17 to speak up for myself and to verbalize that. Instead, I just felt, oh my God, if I don't you know, trust my dad that this is the right decision. If I don't do that, I could screw up my whole life. And, you know, and of course, picking the school of your future is it that's a big decision for a 16 year old. But deep down, I knew, I knew that I didn't want anything to do with the military personally, that I didn't want to be in it, right? Again, I've said this on other episodes, fully support the military. All A lot of my friends are military. My brother's military, like very, very 
very big supporter there, but I also recognize that not everybody's supposed to be in the military. And I'm one of those people that are not supposed to be in the military. Okay. Which is why I obviously got out anyway. That was just one gut tug that I didn't follow that I, I look back on and I'm like, Hmm, you know, my instinct was right. My gut was right that, you know, I wasn't supposed to be in the military, you know, going to the air force Academy, being in the military, being in the air force, all that stuff. It taught me a lot. It taught me a shit ton. And I can't, confidently say that my life would be better if I didn't I it would be completely different actually and the funny thing is that you know if I weren't at the academy if I didn't choose to go there truthfully I don't think I would be at rock bottom which is where I was when I made one of the biggest best decisions in my entire life to start my own business and to really pursue fitness and health and and start building something for myself so if I wasn't at rock bottom which I was at at the academy you know, my life would look so different right now. So let's say I did choose a different college, you know, and it was the place for me. Mm, I can't say that, oh my God, now my life would be so much better. And I, yeah, and I would never look at it like that, you know, but, but anyway, I think that my intuition, my gut, my instincts, they are so spot on. And most women are instinctual creatures. We just are. And so if you're somebody and you're like, oh gosh, I kind of think, I mean, I have intuition, I have gut tugs. And, and if you're not following them, I just encourage you to start following them. Like, what are you waiting for? Start following them because you don't want to get years down the road and be like, shit, what if I would have done that? You know, regret is one of my biggest fears. And I would rather do something, learn from it, fail, try again, pivot and figure it out, than sit there in fear of making the wrong decision. You know what I mean? So our instincts are just like one of the best compasses we have. And so I want to tell my 16 year old self to trust that. Okay. Number seven is life is meant to be lived and loved. Okay. I, I think as a 16 year old, I took life so seriously. Not that I didn't have fun and all that, but like I was, I was so in my head again about approval and acceptance and doing the right thing and looking the right way and, you know, attracting the right guy. And I feel like I missed a lot of moments that were meant to be loved and enjoyed because I was, I was taking it all so seriously. Right. I want to tell my 16 year old self, like have fucking fun, you know, like have fun, laugh a lot. Life is, life is not all intense and you have to win and you have to get good grades. And, you know, yes, for sure. Like succeed. Yes. And, and I'm very a driven person. I've always been that way, but I wish I could tell myself to just like take a moment to just breathe and, and soak it in, you know, love the life you're living. I think when we have a deeper appreciation for what we're going through, good or bad ups and downs, you know, it helps us love life a little bit more. So I would just tell myself that. Okay. Number eight is, is something I really love actually. Um, real women lift each other up. Don't get so worked up about the cattiness in your life and the people in it. It will fade away. So Growing up, I feel like I had a lot of cattiness and unhealthy, toxic relationships with other women or girls at the time, you know, which is, you know, a typical for girls ages 10 to 20. I feel like big age gap right there. And even now that I'm 25 and I, you know, I have a lot of friends that are in their 30s and, and approaching 40s. And I realize that cattiness is a, is a very common thing that not just teenagers struggle with. So 
for me, what I would tell myself is just like, you know, be the woman that supports other women, be the girl that hypes other girls up. And of course, I've fallen into that role now as a 25 year old and as a business owner and an entrepreneur and, a, you know, and a female inspiration, you know, I like to say, but I definitely, you know, I, I was filled with a lot of jealousy, a lot of cattiness. for about lack of a better words, like I, at times I was a bitch, you know, and I do regret that. I wish I was, you know, nicer to people. I wish I loved people more. I was more understanding of people, but also that was the energy I was putting out into the world. So that's what I was receiving. So I think a lot of my life was surrounded by that energy because that's what I was embodying as well. So I would tell myself, you know, like be a real woman, like start now, be the nice girl in the room who cares if you're going to get walked over, leave those people like, you know, the people that are walk over you, let them fall out of your life. You know, you don't need that. But start at an early age of loving other women and not being in competition all the time and understanding that somebody else's success does not take away anything from your own success. And yeah, I I just wish I kind of started that a little bit younger of an age. But you know, it is what it is. I think, you know, obviously speaking to predominantly women here, we all struggle with that at some point or another. Maybe you're struggling with it now. And maybe this is a lesson you can take right now today and be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to be kinder. I'm going to be more empathetic. I'm going to love other women more. You know, if you take a step back and even the most confident people out there, if you think like, oh God, like the, I don't have to be nice to her. She has so many people being nice to her. Maybe she doesn't, you know, and your boss who comes off as a bitch sometimes like, you know, maybe she doesn't have any of those supportive women in her life, you know? And so, uh, again, actually an episode that this reminds me of is that episode that is like, let's shake it up. Perspective is reality. I think that I talked about just like giving people the benefit of the doubt all the time. And, you know, so that's something I I would definitely tell my younger self. Okay. We're coming out on the end. Number nine is don't be in such a rush to grow up. This kind of goes with life is meant to be lived and loved, but enjoy the small moments. Again, I think I took life so seriously. I was in such a rush to grow up, to be independent, to go to college, to get my job, to live on my own, to have a boyfriend, to get engaged. Like I was in such a rush to grow up that I passed a lot of moments without really fully appreciating them. So I would just tell myself, like, take a moment every single day to just be obsessed with what's going on in your life, you know, be into the gratitude. (laughs) Gratitude definitely wasn't a place in my life or gratitude definitely wasn't a staple in my life. You know, I wasn't grateful for where I was. I was constantly looking at where I could be, what I could do, the next step, the next move. Again, I think if I could have just like taken moments to just be so grateful for what I had and and the life I was living and the family I had and the friends I had and the talent that I had in gymnastics in school and like just so many different things. Like I definitely wish I took more time to do that. Okay. One of the last things, number 10 is stop worrying about what everyone thinks about you. At the end of the day, they are not thinking about you anyway. (laughs) Guys, how many of us, we consume so much time. What are they thinking? What are they thinking? What are they? Oh my God, I did this thing. It was so stupid. I'm so embarrassed. Uh, I messed up. They're going to judge me. They're going to hate me. Guys, how, how much time, and this is just a question for you. How much time in your day do you spend thinking about yourself versus about other people? We think about ourselves like probably 
80% of the time, right? And 20% is everybody else, right? And it's not even just one other person. It's like moments here and there. Oh, that person, this, that person, this, uh, you know, it's a fleeting thought. They come and go. But most of the time we are just so preoccupied and consumed about ourselves. And you have to realize that nobody else is that consumed with you as you are. And I will definitely tell myself is just stop spending so much time worrying about what other people are thinking because they are literally not thinking of you. <laughs> they are not worrying about you. They don't think they don't think anything of your outfit. Yeah, sure. You pass them in the hallway and and they said cute outfit. What like it does. They're not thinking about it after that moment, you know, so I think so much of us uh, now even like today you might struggle this now is thinking and worrying about what other people are thinking about you. And just like at the end of the day, they're just not period blank, point blank, done. End of conversation. Okay. The very, very, very last thing. And it's like a bonus number 11 is just that your life is going to be so beautiful. So start believing it right now. I have really recently started to embody this and have this as like the forefront of my mind is just with every decision I make, with every move, with every pivot and turn and mistake and failure and success, I just have to sit there and realize, you know, my story is going to be beautiful. And when you believe it is when you, you know, can receive it. And so (laughs) that's definitely just something I would just throw in there at the end. It's just story is going to be beautiful. Start living like it too, you know, and, and it will come. There's, there's no mistakes to be made in life. I, I fully believe that. Um, nothing in life is super permanent. So stop taking it so seriously, go out, take action, try things, learn things, experience things, love things, like do all the things and just live your very best life without fear of failure, without fear of judgment, without overthinking things, just go out and just do. And the rest is going to be beautiful. The story is going to be beautiful. So guys, that's really all that I have for you today. I hope that one of these little 11 points maybe resonated with you. Maybe as a journal topic, you can take this on and say, you know, what things would I tell myself? It's a really good way to just reflect on maybe past mindsets, past habits, past actions, and kind of take a future stance on it and say, okay, hey, you know, I would tell myself this. And so going forward, I'm really going to act in this way. So yeah, for me, it was a really good journal prompt. I I really liked the thoughts that came and the ideas and the things that were flowing around in my mind. So hopefully this resonated with you. If it did, please tag me in your story. Please guys, if you haven't written a review, that means just the absolute world. I get so many DMs with so many great comments about the podcast. And then I look at reviews and I'm like, nobody's writing reviews. Like write a damn review, please. (laughs) Before you send me a DM, review the podcast. Just literally do it on the podcast reviews. Pretty please. I'm begging you. (laughs) Anyway, guys, that's all for today. I hope you have a great rest of your Monday and we'll chat next time. Bye that is all for today, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Hey, I'd be so grateful if you took one second to send this podcast to one person you know would love it. And also don't forget, leave a five-star review because honestly, go big or freaking go home, Becky, okay? (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or a follow if you're listening through Spotify. Also, go ahead and check this out at letsgetuncomfy.podcast.com 
and myself at Annie underscore fit life fit me on Instagram. Tag us in your stories. Let me know how you're getting uncomfy and what you loved about today's episodes. Now go do it. Go get uncomfy. Pursue what others consider unlikely. I double dog area.